0: To mentality, where we're spilling some tea on the psyche. We are here today with Adrian Lundy, and we're talking about asexuality. Again, really interesting. I'm really excited for this episode. I'm Camera.
1: Uh, I'm Zach, and today we have Adrian. Hello! <laughs> Hello! And then today we are also drinking some forest tea from Tea Spectral. Uh, you can check out Tea Spectral tSpectral.com uh, with the offer code MENTAL and you can get 10% off. So this one, we've had it before, it is orange and cinnamon with earthly notes of juniper and sage. I love this one. We've kind of gone through a few of them before yeah. <laughs> and it's because we really like them. This is one of those that I drink when I want to write. This is the one that I really love.
0: First, we should probably introduce you and talk yeah. a little bit about who you are, what you do, what your passion of life is, what, what we can find out about you
2: as a person, Adrian. Oh man, who am I? Yes, yeah, yeah the,
1: the existential question, yes. <laughs> please. Let's get into the nitty gritty. I'm,
2: I'm just a big amalgamation of an existential <laughs> right yes, now. Yeah, but... just, <laughs> here we go. I am a film student, but I'm graduating in September, getting get my master's. Mm-hmm. For all the good that that means. Congratulations. Thank you. So cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. I feel
1: like I think I've known you for the majority of that journey, I you think, in, in NYFA, which is crazy. Yeah. That's really cool. It is crazy.
2: <laughs> What's even crazier is that after after this, I'm like done with school. Wow. Just forever. Full stop. Yeah. That's it. You're not going to go for the PhD? I'm
1: good. <laughs> Let me just tell you, it's terrifying. <laughs> it's just, you know, once, once that bubble and I moved away from Santa Barbara and I, I left UCSB, I came to, to LA and I was like, oh man, life. <laughs> This is, this is it. Here we, here we are. There's no financial aid. It's, uh, anyway, I don't yeah. need to. The great white
2: everything. Yeah. It just... <laughs> so you so. Just, it's
1: opening up the door into the darkness and being like, well, yeah. here we go. This is it. Yes. But it's exciting, too. I, I really enjoyed it. and You can forge your own path and exactly. no one telling you what you're doing. And it's
0: when the real school starts, is when you graduate. That's true. That's what <laughs> they say. School life. <laughs> to be honest,
1: life. I feel like I've learned more. Outside of school, oh, and yeah. just like, oh, I have to learn this. Yeah. This is like make or break. Got to learn this, or you know, learning how to do Photoshop and Premiere and and Audacity and all <laughs> of these different you know things, and learning how to make a podcast. School didn't teach me any of that.
2: I mean, like after a certain point, when you're an adult, I think you just. There was I had a like a moment the other day where I'm like, I'm twenty five years old, I don't know why I'm doing homework.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're like, still in this.
2: My my teacher is maybe five years older than me. What am I doing? <laughs> kind of a thing. But yeah. it's like, you know, the school of life it's just this right out there. I feel like the sad kid in like this sort of like slow math class that's like looking at all the other people who are just getting like accolades and I'm like yeah. please let me out.
0: <laughs> well what kind of art form are are we working with with you, Adrian? Like what is what is your your type of film you like to create.
2: Well, I'm just going to... I'll just put it out there and hopefully it will one day be completely true. One, I'm working my way up into being a full-on experimental artist. I love experimental film. I love um, just full-on weird and crazy. For I my, love it. <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> I'm wrapping up my thesis project, which yeah. is in the style of Maya Darren, who is the great experimentalist of our time uh, from the 1940s. Throughout she, this whole did process. Did she do... Uh,
1: what's it called? Is it called Dada? Is that what the the name of that like film style is?
2: I well, I don't think it would be con- classified as Dada because, to be honest, she created her own film theory and she mm-hmm. created her own sort of style and rules of not I don't want to say rules, but sort of guidelines on how to properly combine time and space into one film dimension Mm -hmm. after she created a bunch of her films she actually went on tour and she and this is the great thing is that she wasn't just a passive artist she didn't create and say well the art speaks for itself she's like no no no, i I have something important to say i am gonna make you all listen to me because this is something that you need to know because i've 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 hit a breakthrough here Yeah. yeah i've done something really cool and so she would set up university tours for herself love the confidence. She would, yeah,
1: She's just, just told like no, you're going to listen to this. <laughs> and she would just
2: play her films and she would set up all the all the events that we know of her films and her screenings of her films while she was alive mm-hmm. was all her.
1: Wow. So, that's impressive. That's yeah. really really cool. Yeah. So that's kind of the the style that you're I don't want to say following in the footsteps because you're blazing yeah. your own trail. But, like that's, but everyone like has that's an inspiration. Kind of, yeah, absolutely. yeah, inspiration it's was the word I was looking for. But you that. have to, you have to know <laughs> yeah.
2: who your teachers are. You have to know yeah. who came before. You. you have to know your history. And that to me was my was my thesis: is if I'm interested in this, if I want to do this, if I want to pursue this, I need to know intimately the people who came before me. Of course. Totally. You know. Yeah. But
0: you're going to make it into something of your own. I mean, oh. you've got that one passion there. I mean, I... My father of filmmaking is Richard Linklater for me. Mm-hmm. I think he's just such a wonderful storyteller through dialogue and simple storytelling. But also, the kind of filmmaking I want to make is kind of a cross-imagination twist mm-hmm. of mental health and life in realistic terms but with some imagination to it. So, yeah. I take some from that and other people as well.
1: just realizing I'm yeah. sitting down with two two film directors, so... (laughs) Why that just hit me now? Not sure, but now I'm like, oh man, I'm out of my depth as far as director, directing goes. That's not my uh, my forte. Writing, yeah. Directing, I you know I'm I need to catch up on on both of those directors that you're oh, talking about.
2: Yeah. All on YouTube. It's all on YouTube. I'm sure it is. Yeah,
1: that is really cool though. I mean, you showed us that preview, and it's a beautiful preview yeah. of the, the short film much. that you're doing. I did really like the way that it played with. Like, time and space where it, you know, a person would be there mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they wouldn't be, but your brain had to connect that, like, uh, they left. Like, that's what that was. I don't know. We're I don't know why that her thesis particular film part...
2: here. Yeah. What's uh, it called? Uh, it's called Two Weeks in Loretto. Okay. And uh, I'm going to be posting the trailer for it very soon. Alright, yeah, we'll keep an excited. keep an eye out for that. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Where do you think you'll be posting?
2: Uh probably uh YouTube and Instagram. And uh, I will hopefully have a website up for myself up very soon. Sweet.
1: What's your Instagram handle while we're mm-hmm. on it the e- subject?
2: It is uh A C Lundy, A C L U N D Y. And you? um yeah, I mean if you go to it you're probably just gonna see a bunch of pictures on
1: my chair. <laughs> That's okay. They need but to, it's to the learn. Children. This has been they my life for learn. the past few months. Yes, yeah, so you need to learn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need to learn who I am.
2: We're, we're here to kind of discuss
0: a little bit more of the psyche and learn about different people, of course. And hmm. you know a lot about and are asexual. That is very true. Yeah.
2: Yes, I am. Oh, thank you.
1: You're welcome. I'm pouring <laughs> my <more> tea <everybody. laughs> yeah. I that one. yeah, yeah. Maybe if would like to
0: kind of go into what that means for you a little bit. Sure.
2: I do classify myself as uh, asexual. There's, uh, with any sexuality, with sexuality in general, there's (laughs) always going to be a spectrum of different categories that you fall into and and things like that. One thing I think, particularly with with, uh, asexuality, is that I do believe there is kind of a separation that can happen between romance and sex Mm -hmm. and libido and things like that. A lot of times, I think that there is a misconception about what asexuality is. Mm-hmm. I think there are certain kinds of stereotypes that don't necessarily make me mad about it. But I mean...
1: It's so- I'm sure it's frustration because it's like, eh, like, yeah, that's not... at least such a, a surface <laughs> level view of, right. of what that is. It's like mm-hmm. a bird's eye view. Because I, I think my, my first thought, you know, back before you and I have talked about it and stuff mm-hmm. like that is my... And I think what a lot of people think is asexuality is just people who hate sex, who don't right. have sex. Um, and that's that's basically it. It's just platonic, it. like it's right. just platonic everything. Yeah. And that, that's the that's the connotation that I think a lot of people mm-hmm. have.
2: And I, and I think that's a misconception. And I understand where it comes from. So, the, the way that I tend to explain asexuality to people, and this is kind of the easiest analogy that I can make. Mm-hmm. If I were to tell you that I was gay, what do you know about me?
1: Uh, assuming you're female, then you like another female. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So what you know when someone tells you that they're gay is that they like someone of their same gender or of their yeah. same sex or something along those lines, right? Mm-hmm. They, you, you know who they like now. Yeah. You have no idea what their sex life is like. You yeah. have no idea no. what their views are on sex. You have no idea what their sex drive is. You it's just, just their,
1: their mm-hmm. attraction. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. You know their attraction mm-hmm. and that's as far as you know. You know, Mm -hmm. and with any other sexuality I feel like no one else assumes how much sex is being had between any kind of couple.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know.
2: And with asexuality it's it's the same thing. Asexuality is not a indicator of how much sex that you have. It is exactly what it would be with any other sexuality. Asexuality is the absence of sexual attraction to another person. There's Mm -hmm. just not attraction to someone else. When you see someone you don't get attracted.
1: So like the uh I guess the, the layman's terms would be, like, if you're looking at, like, a Playboy magazine, it's doing nothing, nothing. for you kind of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. it Bye. just doesn't do anything for yeah. you. You just don't want to have sex with other people. You don't look at someone and you think, something's going on there. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. What yeah. are these
1: What are these feelings what that are I'm these experiencing? Feelings. <laughs> right.
2: So, I think, so, where the misconception comes from, where there's a lot of times people say, well, asexuality is just people don't want to have sex, or people who just don't have sex, or, or they hate sex, and stuff like that. I understand where that comes from. Because you have to understand is that when you are not attracted to someone sexually, there's a lower motivation to pursue any kind of sexual feelings that you have. A big part of sex is comfort. A yeah. big part of having sex is knowing that you like this person, knowing that they like you back, yeah. and experiencing pleasure between two people. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah,
1: it's, it's almost uh, it's affirmation. It's like, yeah. you know, you... I'm I'm giving this to you. You're giving it Mm -hmm. this to me. There's, you know, there's kind of it's it's a connection. Yeah, I don't know. know, I can't English today. (laughs) This is a great day to not be able to English, but (laughs) so apologies if I start coming up with a really weird workarounds to really easy words. (laughs) (laughs) Connection. Yeah, (laughs) fantastic.
2: No, but I, I think there's a lot of psychology that happens with sex, and I think nowadays a lot of people like to not acknowledge a lot of psychology that happens with sex and a lot Mm -hmm. of things that can happen with you when it happens to sex. I think Um, it's just
0: so taboo and weird or people don't
2: like it's like oh
0: sex like now we're getting into that topic of the nitty-gritty like. Right. It's
1: interesting because it's like you know asexuality is almost the next step to that but I mean just the talk of sex in general is pretty like. Yeah stigmatized placed. and people don't talk about it in america really it's it's just not that's true. it's one of those things that's just like yep behind closed doors that's it you know and yeah. and that that's about as far as it goes like right. you, you could walk past somebody in the street and just i you know nothing about you know oh maybe they don't have sex ever maybe right. never had, you know it's just there's no no one ever talks about that mm-hmm. it's exactly. kind of like finances.
2: And, and and I think because <laughs> people don't really want to talk about nitty gritty, they can't accept or they can't wrap their head around certain things. You know, yeah. and so you know, when you don't feel attraction to another person, what is your motivation to have sex with them? What is your motivation to want to have sex and and things like that? So mm-hmm. it it can very easily turn into I'm not comfortable with sex, I'm because I'm not comfortable with you. I'm not comfortable with another person touching me in that way because mm. it doesn't do anything for me. So a lot of times that can develop feelings of sex repulsion, um, or it can develop feelings of very low libido, or it can develop these feelings of sex just isn't interesting to me. I just don't care about it, and that's where I think a lot of it comes from because I do think a, a good majority of of people do feel that way, mm-hmm. and that. But you have to realize that comes from a root of not having that attraction to another person, mm-hmm. you know? But it, it doesn't mean that you can't have sex. I, I know plenty of asexual people who do have sex. They like making their partner feel good, mm-hmm. you know?
1: There's way more to sex than there, yeah. just, yeah. Than just exactly. like well, I'm attracted to you, let's do this. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I,
2: I mean, sex itself is, is a, a pleasurable act, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it can be something that just feels good. Mm-hmm. So when you do find someone that you trust... And you have sex with them. That can be fun. Just because you don't necessarily have that attraction to them doesn't mean that you know your Sexless body doesn't, doesn't
1: feeling good work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that doesn't it doesn't negate any of your physical things. Mm-hmm. It's like I may not like spinach. That doesn't mean that my taste buds aren't working. Like right. i, <laughs> yeah. I Like we're just gonna have to roll with my really weird metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> <like> your
2: <laughs> spinach sex. You yes, tune into the right episode. There you go.
1: <laughs> Welcome to mentality. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, there there are a lot of different reasons why you have sex that don't just involve oh. I'm attracted to this person. I want to have sex with them. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. yeah, I just I think it can be kind of damaging to sort of assume that if you're asexual, you can't have sex. You could never have sex. I have a, a very dear friend of of mine who was struggling with his sexuality he wanted to talk to me because he thought that, you know, because his libido was getting really low, he was talking to me and he said, you know, I just want to talk to you about asexuality I just want to understand a little bit more of of
1: how it's going and to like maybe see if that's something that he was re- like relating to kind of thing And
2: he thought that he was sort of falling into a temporary version of asexuality mm-hmm. and he thought that he could, that it was something that I think what he wanted more than anything when we went into the conversation was a confirmation that he wasn't asexual, that this was uh-huh. something that what he would hear from me, and not in any sort of mean or rude way, because yeah. he, he, he approached me very genuinely mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he was very respectful and he wanted to ask very honest questions to me. Mm-hmm. But he didn't want- I think he was looking for that confirmation that he wasn't asexual so that he could prove that something about him was fixable, like a sexuality is so permanent. You know, that there's this idea that you can't sort of fix something that you already are. And the more that we got to talking and I realized that why this was happening is that, you know, I I turned to him and I said, you know, it it sounds like you're asexual and it sounds like you've been asexual for a long time. And he said, I can't be asexual because I've had sex in the past. And I was like, well, and I said... Yeah. But you've just been telling me that you haven't enjoyed it, that it was a lot of times for other people Mm -hmm. that, you know, it wasn't something that was necessarily, you know, of your, I don't want to say it wasn't something that wasn't consensual because it was, Yeah. but it wasn't something that was necessarily motivated by the same reasons of someone who would be attracted to the person that they're sleeping with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean,
1: maybe it was a little bit more of like, this is what's going to happen now. Right. right yeah. yeah.
2: So, yeah. you know, and just because he had been, I, it just sounded like, you know, he was getting tired of forcing that libido out of him, forcing that sort of, you know, drive out of him. And it was like, you know, this is something that seems like it's been with you your whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of times because asexuals don't have sex and they can't have sex. And that's, that's it. You that's know, that. yeah. that a lot of times that I think people can get confused because it's like, Oh, well that can't be me but once I think that you really realize, I mean, labels, you know, they're not for everybody. They don't, they can help. They can hurt. Yeah. But a lot of times when you don't know at all what you are, um, You're looking for
1: something to help. You
0: want a confirmation to make you feel better. Our brain likes to categorize
1: things. Our our brain likes things and easy to to label things. And you know, I mean, it's part of the reason why zodiac symbols are so big, Mm -hmm. and you know, numerology Mm -hmm. and enagrams and things like that is we like to be able to look at things and then just understand what that means. You know, and I think it's. That's where labels help. And some people they don't because it's like, oh, it puts me in a box. But some people like being in that box. People yeah. are kind of like some People cats, like understanding you know? <laughs> themselves it's like, "Oh, I yeah. can
0: finally find my like my inner being mm-hmm. of understanding who I am yeah. mentally, Be- physically, in all these ways that maybe I don't know or maybe I do know and I just I want confirmation of it." Yeah. yeah,
1: because being in that box is you know, to some people being in that box is limiting. It's like, oh, I'm I'm in this box. This is all I can be, but that's not necessarily true. And, and also it's, it's being in that box. Now, you know, what the, the label of that box is, you know, why it's, where it is, uh-huh. you know, in the storage space of, of your brain, you know, you, it's much easier to kind of unpack things when you know that label, uh-huh. um, even if it doesn't fully 100%, you know, I, I think, We talked about this a while ago. This is like a year and a half ago. And I, cause I had questions too. And it wasn't, I don't think it was necessarily cause I was questioning being asexual, but I was noticing that like the libido was, was dropping Mm -hmm. and I was finding myself being more of like, okay, I'm doing this because I want to like make them happy and things like that. But it's not necessarily because I was like, yes, let's, let's do this. Like, you <laughs> right. know, right now. And I think, uh, we, we talked about this and I think there's a term out there called demisexual.
2: Yeah, there is.
1: Yeah. Maybe you can, you will explain it better. <laughs> <I than that.
2: laughs> yeah. So like I said, with, with really anything with any sexuality, there's a spectrum and there are terms such as uh, gray sexual and demisexual and demisexual is You do not feel attraction towards someone until you really get to know someone. I actually, I thought that I was demisexual through college, through undergrad. And I realize now that I was kind of lying to myself a little (laughs) bit. With demisexuality, there's this idea that you can feel like eventually you're going to fit into the norm Uh, of what people expect from you in terms of sex. Yeah, You know, yeah. when you put that kind of on yourself... You make things harder for yourself, I think. Not to say that people aren't demisexual. I think that there are people who are genuinely demisexual, mm-hmm. but I am not. <laughs> I thought I was,
1: yep. and I'm just wrong box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you had like a,
0: a moment when you realized, oh wait, no, I've been kind of hiding under the demisexual term, but I'm really asexual. Was there a moment when you
2: realized? That? Yeah, actually, it was actually. <laughs> so I um I'm I've been dating my girlfriend for two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually also asexual. When I realized that I was starting to have romantic feelings for her, I realized that I still wasn't necessarily sexually attracted to her, mm-hmm. you know, but, I, and it was a very, very confusing. Cause it's like, if I don't have this standard that everyone says you have to have, what are these feelings that I'm having? Why are they this intense? Why are they this still feel this impulsive and still feel like this all consuming? Mm-hmm. And I realized it's, it you know, here's this person that I have this genuine connection with that I've fallen for intellectually and which romantically. is the check mark for a demisexual exactly yeah. <laughs> and there was still not really yeah. any kind of strong sort of hey you want to bang feelings yeah. kind of a thing yeah exactly so and i i had to realize it's like okay so just you're just asexual yeah. and that doesn't mean that you can't still love someone and that you yeah. can still feel these romantic feelings for someone because
1: yeah, i mean demisexual uh, you know at least it, when you're in like a romantic relationship is basically the same, Mm -hmm. I would say, is like the quote unquote norm Mm -hmm. of like, yeah, you're in a relationship and you have this strong connection to somebody. So then you have like the sex life and stuff like that, where I really noticed that that was a thing for me was one night stands, Mm. you know, especially when I was in college at the, during the advent of Tinder and things like that, Mm -hmm. like that was basically (laughs) like that everyone did that and everyone is still doing that. But like, you know, that's a Mm -hmm. thing and I don't because you know, I would find myself on Tinder and that's basically what everyone wants to do is just bang. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, not, no. not everyone, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I would say that a People little bit more. People
2: have found love, Zach.
1: I know. I, a lot of <laughs> the weddings that I'm going to that have found each other on Tinder, so I can't really say too much about that. But, you know, there is definitely that, that connotation to Tinder more so than like, I don't know, Match. <laughs> um you know, you don't just hop on match.
2: Um <laughs> oh, I love that. Did on um, um, match.
1: Yeah. Any anyway, hey, you uh you
2: Okay, Cupid you Okay, Cupid. Yeah. Uh
1: W I D. Yeah. Um I, I went out with with people on Tinder and things like that and it just wasn't doing it for me mm-hmm. like at all and i had some some terrible experiences because i was just like what is wrong with me yeah. like what what is this like you're you're gorgeous you're really cool you know which uh, on a first time one night stand is basically all i'm getting right. like <laughs> i don't know anything about you you know and i was like and this is doing nothing for me mm-hmm. like i like i just want to go home and play video games yeah. you know that's basically what what it was or like or hey can we like talk and, yeah. like hang out and that it wasn't working out for me. And, and at first, I was like, okay, maybe that was just a bad day. Like, maybe it was the person. Maybe it was me. Maybe it was the stuff I was going through. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I tried. Like, I genuinely tried to get into the one-night-stand culture. I don't know yeah. how hard. <laughs> like, I I don't think anybody <laughs> else has to try to get into the one-night-stand culture. Oh, but I was gosh. like, this is, like, this sounds like it would be fun on sounds, paper.
2: Sounds like I a I don't think
1: that <laughs> yep. just
0: because you don't like one-night-stands, that means that, oh, wait, I'm not a normal guy or I'm not, like, no, normal but i realized that terms
1: (laughs) but i i realized that i even when i was dating people if i didn't talk to them and i didn't sense that like i've been talking a lot about like love languages with people Mm -hmm. like recently and stuff like that it's like if we didn't really jive on that level there was nothing there like i I wasn't really interested Mm -hmm. like at all and if that connection kind of faded i also noticed where there would be like, a sexual attraction, it just kind of faded, and it wasn't there anymore, and, and then people who I uh, didn't really, uh, I guess, like, on that, on that scale of one to ten, you Mm -hmm. know, like, who I, I I guess, it's gonna sound weird, but if, if I sensed an attraction to them, or a connection with them, it just worked, I don't Mm -hmm. know, which was kind of weird to me, because I was like, that's, I can't disconnect like sex and emotion for me which is kind of very strange because i think like at least in the culture that we're in right now it's so easy to kind of just disconnect those and just be like oh yeah i just hooked up with that person and like i oh, i just walked away and and that was it so gosh. yeah well, I, I don't but culture I don't, is very strange
0: but i don't think that that's how everyone <laughs> yeah. is and, and even with people with normal like yes who don't consider themselves to be on the spectrum of sexuality mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't consider myself a person who can connect with someone that quick on a one-night-stand level. I, yeah. I do need the whole, oh, I have some kind of connection with you. Like, we can have a deep conversation. We can connect that way. But, oh, I do have the, oh, I can be sexually attracted to you as well. Like right. that, I usually know that to begin with, but it, I don't feel comfortable to be in that frame of mind until I know the person a little bit.
1: Yeah. I think for me it's different because I would be able to do it on the first date. If I if there was that connection, though. Like, mm. there has to be that connection. Otherwise, yeah. like, it's taken me 15 dates for people. Yeah. yeah. One person I was dating, it was, like, 15 dates before yeah. I felt comfortable enough to, like, have that connection to do that. I
2: think that also the hookup culture of today is something that has kind of muddied what would be our standard of what sexuality yeah. is, too. Mm-hmm. And and so, sort of more on the side of, like what people expect from their partners in terms of sex and and things like that. And so, I feel like I hear a lot about, a lot more as years go on, especially with Tinder still going real going strong, strong yep. um, <laughs> about people um, talking about how they think they're asexual, about how they think that they're demi, and how they think that... all these sorts of things, which I have absolutely no problem with, because if what we consider today a different standard of what that sexuality is, yeah then and these sort of labels make people feel comfortable then i can then i can understand that actually <laughs> what i think is a great example though of someone uh, like still being still not being asexual still having sexual attraction but still not knowing how to navigate hookup culture have you guys seen that netflix show don't trust the b in apartment 23
1: Mm
0: -mm. no i've seen a few episodes of it yeah a long time
2: ago it's pretty funny it's it's great it's got kristen ritter in it and um and it's she's hilarious in it and it's about this these two girls living in new york and one is this full-on party girl and you know, sex with a different guy every night and she's totally nuts and crazy and she's the it girl. And then there's this <laughs> small town girl from, I don't know, one of the flyovers, Ohio or something. And she goes to live in New York and to get a job and deliver dreams. And she's the very much the good girl. Yeah. And there's an episode with her. Her name is June. And there's an episode of her where she's saying that she's really attracted to this guy who is coming into her coffee shop every day? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her roommate is like, well, "Why don't you just bang?" Him? And she's like, <laughs> "Well, I can't do that. I can't. I can't just have sex with someone yeah. and you know, not feel something yeah. in return." And so there's this whole episode. It's actually pretty funny about how she's trying to navigate casual sex. In the society, and oh and it's it's like that's the, relatable. The guy gets so clingy to her, yeah. and like it's uh. it's so funny because she's like, I can't I can't have sex with him. I couldn't marry him. He's not like marriage material. <laughs> and she's like, so and so she tries to yeah. go for it, and it, it's I think that is such a great example of like still being sexually attracted to people, mm. but still having your own. What you know are your values when it comes to sex. Your
0: reservations. Exactly.
2: Your reservations when it comes to sex. And I I hesitate to say values because that makes it sound like if you do have one night stands and if you do participate in hookup culture that you don't have values. That's not true. Mm -hmm. It's that everyone has their values when it comes to navigating their sex life. And what's comfortable for them and and what what they
0: are comfortable and feel that is natural for them and makes them feel Mm -hmm. good or feel like they're comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. That's
1: the. You mentioned it and I, I hadn't have thought of it, but uh, that's that's like the, the, I guess the check mark for me is like, I have to feel like I can get married to that person. before I <laughs> uh, You're June Colbert. I guess I am. Because that, that's what it is. It's like when I was saying connection, it wasn't a strong enough word. Like, right. I need to feel like there's a future with this person. Mm-hmm. And like, so that that's a pretty strong connection to be like. I am willing to have to marry yeah. you, uh, so you know that's that's not like a oh yeah I like you and we totally love pizza yeah you know no, we no, both no, no, love no. pizza that's a heck of a connection you know like for no. me it's 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 that line of like I could spend the rest of my life with you like right. I don't feel sexually attracted to anybody until they hit that kind of mark, which um, I think is a pretty high bar. <laughs> yeah.
2: Can I this is this is a little bit of a side note, but can yeah. I tell you guys that. <laughs> The amount of people, because I I identified as demisexual when I was in college, Mm -hmm. and I just want to say that coming out as asexual and demisexual to people up until, I think I moved to California, um, was never a good experience. Really? Yeah, with a handful of, I think I would say a few wonderful exceptions. Overall, it was never a positive experience. It was... It was fine. Like I did, no one chased me out with like you know tar and feathers or anything like that. You know? <laughs> it's not the same. as, I can it. only
1: imagine what that look is because they don't. You probably even know what that means, really. They,
2: it's it's hard when they don't know and they don't care. Yeah, but I uh, I remember so many times I would come out as demisexual, and the amount of people who would like get offended, like they'd get mad at me. Because I would tell them it's not well, affecting them though. Well, I think would tell them. That. Well, demisexuality well, is. To the world. Yeah, it was like a demisexuality is this thing where I can't feel attraction to someone until I I can't feel sexual attraction to them until I have an emotional connection with them, and like I think instinctively everyone thought I was calling them a slut. They were like, oh, what? No. And I can. It's like what? And I'm banging everyone out here, and I'm like, no. I'm not saying that, you know? It's yeah. just. And that's part of, you know, this weird culture where we can't talk about nitty gritty and we can't talk about sexual attraction. It's
0: really, it's really kind of challenging too. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I think everyone has their different ways of what they, what they are. I mean, Zach, you're saying that you need to feel like you could marry the person and it takes a little bit of time before sometimes sexual attraction sets in. For me, it's kind of an in-between. Yeah, It's where I usually know pretty instantly if i'm sexually attracted to someone like okay like yeah yeah, like and also energy of oh wait i'm not just sexually i'm spiritually attracted to Mm -hmm. this person too like oh their energy like there has to be both for me if you're energy and i'm sexually attracted to you, like oh great but then it's like oh wait the i i don't think i could do the whole like well now i can go into this one night stand with this person because our energy and stuff have aligned i feel like i need a little more time to Right. Kind of feel myself out and be like, okay, let me get to know you first and see if you're. Because those, your,
2: those are your values. A person who actually
0: does align with these energies that yeah, I'm connecting those with. Those are your values yeah. when it
2: comes to, to, you know, your own sex life and, yeah. and things like that. I, I would always say a good test of asexuality is um, celebrities. Do yeah. you get sexually attracted to celebrities? Obviously, nothing is going to happen with them. I mean, I, I, do I don't not. know. Unless you are also a celebrity. Yeah, I yeah. don't.
1: Like, porn, celebrities, mm-hmm. none of that mm-hmm. does it for me at all. Yeah. Like, even. Uh, like burlesque shows or anything like that you know like none of of them are doing that for me at all like I think they're cool Mm -hmm. like I I actually love burlesque shows I think they're they're really cool Um, (laughs) but I I like them because they're like for me they they seem empowering and just a theater theatrical aspect of it I think is so cool but you know outside of that like it being like I loathe strip clubs I absolutely hate strip clubs Because it's literally everything against how I feel, like, against Mm -hmm. attraction. The last time I went to a strip club, because my best friend forced me to go, because he really wanted to go, I paid her $20 to sit and talk to me. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. That's amazing. I paid her $20 to be like, how long is a, like, how how long would $20 get for, like, a dance? And she's like, oh, like, this long. And I was like, can you talk to me for, like, double that and just talk? And she's like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess, and I, I was guess. like, "Cool!" And so I gave her twenty dollars, and we just sat there and talked. Like that, she
0: must have really what loved that, though, that because yeah. it probably took she her off actually, guard, and she's really like, "Wait, cool. I get to just have a conversation." Yeah. She with was cool him?
1: about it. She actually stayed for a lot longer because she was like, "This is great." Like, <laughs> <laughs> Main I twenty dollars to, to like chill with this dude and just like talk. At first, she thought I was kidding, and I was like, "I'm really not. Yeah. Like, I'm not. My fr- he's off having fun. Like, I'm here to support him. I guess." <laughs> It was his birthday. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I paid her $20 That's to like incredible. sit and talk. Wow. And, <laughs> That's um, really cool. I love yeah. that. I, so I, I, I mean, she, she seemed to really enjoy it. And I, like that, like I said, I hate strip clubs because it goes against everything that I feel. It's like, I'm not attracted to any of these people here because I don't know any of them yeah.
0: Okay. I don't think oh, yeah. I would really enjoy like the magic mic scene. I'm like, oh, this is nice. But <laughs> also my type physically usually isn't it, yeah. the macho macho man. Yeah. Really usually it also makes me feel uncomfortable
1: because I feel very different when I'm at a place like a strip club. Because mm-hmm. like I'm there and like all the dudes they also are don't like, know yeah, the people. let's do this. What?
0: But, I mean, yeah, for, I think for you and me, like you don't know the people who are just standing there trying to be attractive yeah. it's like there's no other connection well maybe there, there yeah. can be but I don't know I mean for, for me at least I think for you it, there really isn't that like energy connection or yeah. conversation. Like you'd rather sit down and talk with them and get to know them before like yeah. even thinking it was about a good $20 I spent too.
1: Yeah. It was a nice <laughs> yeah, $20 she, well spent. She was like, like, she, I think she was studying like physics. So I was like, yes, <laughs> so, let's talk about like awesome. physics. I was like, okay, let's do this. But, uh, I kind not want
0: to go do that now. Like, yeah, right? yeah. No, I,
1: I... I, it was very uncomfortable and I, I, hate being at places like that because it's, you know, all of the guys there are all like, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and I'm just kind of sitting there like, I'm weird you know like Mm. I feel very weird here because this is not my thing like I'm enjoying the music more than anything else here and even then it gets repetitive because it's the same freaking music (laughs) you know and so that I've heard on the radio 10 gazillion times so I'm just kind of sitting there like okay cool like the lighting situation is kind of cool it's blue in here I like it you know that's like all I'm concentrating on it's and then I'm just like, and I'm nothing like any of you in here, like any of the guys in here, because they're all here to, like, get something, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably the most uncomfortable I've ever felt with that. I've never had to really explain it at all. Yeah. Kind of how you said, like, I, I never, I've never told anybody and then be like, what's that? You yeah. Know? But then again, it also has never really come up too often for me. Mm. This is definitely the most I've ever talked about it ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I don't know why, but when I was when I was in undergrad, people really wanted to know hmm. my sexuality, and I think it was because I didn't really date much. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I, I I dated a couple, kind of dated a couple of guys. There was, I think, one guy in college, and as soon as I told, I didn't, I don't think I even told him I was asexual, but I, I said, you know, I'm just the kind of person who has to wait a while
1: mm.
2: before I can have... So
1: you kind of skirted around that, uh... Yeah, I didn't want to,
2: ex- I didn't even want to explain it. And yeah. good thing, too, because he just was like, oh, no, that's totally fine. Never heard from him again. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> Which is good, like, yeah. you know, dodged that bullet. Yeah. That's kind of, just kind of a jerk, though. I mean, I've,
0: I've had a similar situation just because I wasn't comfortable to have that kind of experience on the second date with a guy. I'm like, yeah, yeah I really like you and I want to do this sometime soon, but right now no and yeah. that obviously turned him off completely I'm like okay well that's fine but I don't feel like I should be pressured into right. this like physical relations really important to me I'm like yeah me Great. too yeah. me too but <laughs> not right now yeah
1: yeah and I, I guess that's also another thing it's like it's not like I hate physical contact or anything like that it's just it, you know it's not not really my uh my thing until there's like a connection there until mm-hmm. there's there's that kind of connection and, and also it's it's not like that's prevented me from doing things beforehand if it's something that they seem to like really want or something like that right. you know oh there's a
0: lot of fun things you can do beforehand <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: there's so many other things like picnics right that's what we're oh, talking about yeah
2: absolutely yeah totally, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. picnics <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: really like I, I really like water sexy parks <laughs> I think that's a great yeah pi- sexy picnics. <laughs> <laughs> sexy water parks <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So how did they, like, you mentioned that they, like, they give you really weird kind of responses. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, what what were those?
2: Well, I, I, like I said, I got a lot of people who were, like, offended when I would tell them that I was demisexual because they assumed that what I I was saying Mm. was that I don't... I think that the way that you live your life is very promiscuous, and I oh, think so you're a an sexual person. they offense
0: on them, like, oh, yeah. because, because I am more reserved. I am, and purer I am different than you, then you mm. are not good enough.
1: Yeah, well, they took it as like a whole oh. year. I got than I now,
2: got a lot of. lot of responses like that. Oh, I got a lot yeah. of responses. I got a lot of very angry, like, yeah, well, me too, kind of a thing. Mm. Like that. That was, I think, the majority of responses oh. that I got when I was. You don't have to be the know, same. Semisexual.
0: It's okay if people are. Because I definitely think there's a
1: difference between, like. Like you said, having values of like, yeah, I don't sleep with anybody, anything that like walks yeah. kind of thing versus, you know, I, I, even if I know you for like 10 years, we cannot, not, you know, right. like I'm not, not yeah. feeling it kind of thing. You know, I, I think there's a difference in you saying that like, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not really you know, it it might take a really long time or, or maybe it'll never get there. I think it's a little different than somebody being like, well, I don't just have sex on the first moment that That I meet them. That is literally how people (laughs) took this because it's so
2: hard for people to grasp the idea of not having sexual attraction, not having physical attraction. It's very hard for me to grasp Mm -hmm. as well. And it, it's just something that I don't really understand, so I'm actually fascinated by it. So I, actually, it kind of a funny thing. I've always wanted to go to a strip club mm-hmm. because I have you I, never been. No,
1: I actually, I, I think it, I'd go with <laughs> you. Kind of <laughs> you wanna go? go ahead, so have conversations. We kind of can
0: just pay them to talk That'd to us right. and tell us their stories. Uh, yeah,
1: can you
2: tell me a little bit
0: more about this? this is that.
1: I would go to a strip club for, like, to go for, like, a social experiment, just to be like, what's this like?
0: (laughs) How's your day going?
1: Yeah, exactly. I am
2: fascinated by sex and sexuality, and I'm fascinated (laughs) by sexual spaces, especially when they're not aimed towards me. Like, watching Magic Mike will make me Mm -hmm. uncomfortable, because I know that it's trying to get me, like, feeling sexy. You know, like... Uh, Other than all the, like, heroin and drugs and stuff. Well, the most uncomfortable part for me
1: at strip clubs is that a stripper will come up to you every... 30 seconds like you can't like the one that we were at was in vegas so there was just a lot of people there Mm -hmm. yeah and so you uh, someone comes up to you every 30 seconds and i constantly had to say no i'm sorry i'm not interested or i I started saying i don't have money which i realized was actually worse to say because (laughs) going to a strip club without money is like i can't imagine more of an insult (laughs) i know like yeah i'm just here to like look yeah you know like i realized okay after i use that excuse a few times, I was just like, uh, it was almost better to just Sucking be like, up. next one, please, I'm, I'm next sorry,
2: you're, you're just really ugly. I can't... Yeah,
1: like, it almost was better to say that, because you going to like strip my club ex. without money was like <laughs> freeloader. Yeah. Um, like,
2: yeah, I'm sorry, you really look my like mother.
1: my ex. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you look I'm, like an... You said that to the last one. Well, I have a lot of exes, apparently. Just, I'm, yeah. I'm
2: sorry, you just really look like my dad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that one might get me slapped. <laughs> but it... So and that made it really uncomfortable too because I constantly had to come up with excuses for like I just yeah. am not here to do this. Yeah, <laughs> this is not my thing. Mm-hmm. But then I didn't. I couldn't leave because I was here for my friends. So then there was that like almost freeloading aspect of like because there are there are strippers that are just on the poles there that are free to <laughs> look at. Yeah. I yeah. guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: that are like doing their thing. So if well. you go in there and you're not paying strippers for any money then you're essentially just kind of sitting there for free. Freeloading. Free, 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 which is a really weird co- uh, term to use for a strip club. But yeah, it, so it, yeah, it was it was weird to say, I'm not here for this. they have it's food? Like, then what are you doing here? Do
2: they have food? they have a buffet?
1: That, no, they didn't have no. a buffet. Oh, no? They're, they're they have like snacks, I think. The snacks? i trying to remember. Yeah, I can't eat. Like, like I, can I don't Break.
2: It. In, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand a space where you can't, like... There's tables and stuff. Why can't I eat while I look at I the mean, nice ladies dance around?
1: <laughs> I think maybe if you're like a VIP, maybe you can oh sit gosh. off in your booth. Wait, with me like a, a filet mignon and just like, oh yeah, look over this this, <laughs> th- this expanse of women, you know. Um, I, don't, I
2: don't think anything would be creepier than just ordering a giant burger and making direct eye contact with as like you like eat maybe it all water on your lap,
1: just like... It would look like be like one of those Carl's Jr. commercials <laughs> from the early two thousands of just like, what, what was that tagline? It was like, "Are you hungry?" or something like hungry? that. Yes. Um, yeah, you're just eating the burger, oh, making gosh. eye contact with the girl, giving you a lap dance. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> that oh, might also yeah. get you slept. There you go. I think we're we're finding good Maybe ways of getting. Just... Some yeah,
0: Let's <laughs> segue <laughs> segwaying. Hey, I, I want to kind of know more about your relationship with your girlfriend, of kind of how that started and how that, that worked for you both being asexual.
2: Yeah. So my girlfriend and I, we were friends years before we started dating. That's wonderful. And it's funny because one of the very few very first people that I told about thinking about the fact that I was asexual was her. Because mm. I, I trusted her. and That's I, wonderful. She was... Yeah someone yeah. that i was like i know out of everyone i know that i can tell you about this and i know that i'm not gonna have to be uncomfortable about it and i told her and i sent her this link about the definition of it and everything like that and she looked at she she went oh my god it's me <laughs> and so,
1: are you sure this is you and not just me yeah. Did you are you not subtly <laughs> she, like throwing this in my direction
2: yeah. she was like Oh my God, it fits. And I'm like, and, and it was, it was nice because I actually had someone that I went through. We were, we went through the same thing at the same time we did. Aww. We almost discovered it together about ourselves. And it was, it felt like this weight off to actually finally realize that we were both asexual. Cause I know for me personally, there was, it, it, this relates a lot to you, like feeling different in the strip clubs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, I honestly felt for a good amount of time that my body was just broken. Like, I thought something was wrong. I thought that there was like, I I considered going to a doctor, you know, because I was like, I don't understand why I don't feel the same things that other people feel. And I remember being in high school and thinking to myself, I must not be attracted to anyone because everyone here is ugly. Because I went to a small high school and I was like, that must be, (laughs) be no one here is attractive and that's it. I I have had to go to school with you guys since sixth grade and let me tell you, when you know someone- someone do it too. (laughs) Yeah. When you know someone when they're 12, you just, it's automatically, you just, just, no one looks good after that. Nope. You know, and I was, I was friends with a lot of the LGBT kids in school too. And so they were very kind of going through their sexuality discoveries and awakenings and stuff like that. And I said, well, I'm not attracted to the same gender. I'm being very exposed to it. So I must still be straight. And I'm not attracted to people because they're not attractive, I guess. And then I thought to myself, well, I'm going to college. There's going to be a lot more people there. My first year of undergrad, I actually went to Arizona State before I transferred. And that has the highest population rate of any college in the US. Really? I don't know if yeah, that's, that's still a true. Big yeah. yeah, but it has the most students out of everyone. I don't know if that's still the case, but I know it was the case when I when I went in 2011. And after a year of being there, I said there was no one there that I found attractive and something must be wrong. And I had to do some research and I had to figure out what was going on with me and it was really nice to have that person, the person who I would eventually end up falling totally in love with and and Mm -hmm. end up dating, go through that same thing. And so it was, I had someone to confide in from then on with, with the whole thing. And so we had to navigate things kind of differently as we as we went went ahead and we were very honest about that kind of stuff and you know you, you talk about things with your best friend you said well mm-hmm. you know i still like the idea of being in a romantic relationship i still like the idea of having a partner i still like this this and this
1: regular relationship, relationship. Stuff. yeah like Devoid a normal the, relationship yeah. you know <laughs> of sex minus that aspect yeah. i still want all of these things yeah <laughs> i still want to
2: rela- i'm like still like a person like i yeah, still like exactly. just because i don't have these sort of sexual feelings towards other people mm-hmm. like you know but but actually it was kind of funny because i had this and this is also why i think that a lot of asexual people feel a lot of solidarity with bisexual people pansexual people and and things like that i remember telling her this and then i remember having that moment with her when we both realized we were, we were asexual and about a week later i had this i had this realization i'm 19 i come from a very christian and conservative family mm-hmm. and i think to myself if i still want a relationship with someone and I'm not attracted to men, and I'm not attracted to women, doesn't that mean (laughs) that I could be with anyone? Yeah, if you you don't want to
1: be with anybody, you could be with everybody. And and, and immediately
2: after that thought, I was like, if, if I could be with anyone, does that include my girlfriend? Aww. And I remember, you know, I'm but, not gonna touch that. And that reminds I me of
1: that meme. Locked it away
2: I, for four yeah. years.
1: <laughs> that reminds me of that meme with the the white lady, and it's just they ask <laughs> the question, and then the next frame is there's just all of this like geometry and trigonometry this like circling around so her so mind. Like, like oh, so if so this good. means this, and, and this, and means, this. this, <laughs> this <laughs> means this, nope, Ooh, I'm not no, gonna, nope, no, no, I'm not gonna even go, no, go down the route. <laughs> I don't want to face the
2: Exactly it, and I. I, I realized that, and I thought that's not. I can't. I'm not gonna touch that.
1: I'm gonna go down one
2: that. giant realization a year, please. And yep. I locked it away, and I didn't. I didn't touch it. It was always in the back of my mind. Yeah. And I didn't touch it again uh, until I think I was 23.
1: Wow. So <laughs> 22, a,
2: 23.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a heck of a thing to just kind of like <laughs> shut the door on and be like, well, I'll take a <laughs> I'll
2: take yeah. a hiatus
1: on this thought. <laughs> yeah. It's just you know what?
2: Pause. <laughs> yeah.
1: I might cut this because I I'm not really sure if this is. like does this have anything like having children and I guess Mm -hmm. this is kind of more of a question for like female asexuals than for male asexuals is like Mm -hmm. is there any sort of like want for that minus and I guess that's also Mm -hmm. a very personal question too Mm -hmm. not just like a general broad thing but like does that cut out that want as well or is it more just not wanting to have sex and more
2: yeah, I, I can understand where you would come from, and I actually yeah. hope you don't cut this, because I do think this is, this is, is, is more a good question. I, it was more a, I, I didn't know how to ask it. I don't, I, like, I don't it's think it's this is an offensive ask. question. Well, no. I mean, I hope, hope. no, no, I no, no. Think this is a good question to... Know. I, you know, listen, if you were confused about asexuality, if you know someone who's asexual and you don't understand just ask we are <laughs> fine answering questions it is when people are rude and just very flippant and very passive
1: well i'm taking offense that yeah. you think that i'm a promiscuous person yeah.
2: <laughs> well look if the shoe fits no sexual yep. feelings are yeah. offensive okay. Time to go to <laughs> my, my <laughs> sexuality is pure than your yeah <laughs> exactly <so>. thank you <laughs> no. yeah, i can definitely understand where that would where that would come from and where where that thought would come from. I know that for me personally, and I know this is very personal, it has nothing to do with asexuality, I have a deep, deep deep-seated fear of pregnancy. Mm -hmm. I have... Me too. I cannot fathom it. But as I get older, I'm starting to think, do I want a family? Do I want kids and stuff Mm -hmm. like that? And man, oh man, do I like being with my girlfriend because it's like nothing's coming out. (laughs) (laughs) If that's the case, fantastic. So I can just eliminate... (laughs)
1: Oh, the uh, heterosexual worries yeah. of uh, like a heterosexual couple is they don't have any of you those worries. But...
2: That. Man, oh, man, is that a relief! I do know of asexual people who very much want children, men and women. Yeah, and mm. I know for a fact that a lot of times that is a reason why certain asexual people will have sex because yeah. their want for a family and their want for a child is going to be bigger than not necessarily feeling sexually attracted to the person that they're with if if they want to if someone wants a child with another person that is a huge level of commitment and intimacy that you have that person and comfort to know for a fact that you want to actually raise a child with this person Mm -hmm. you have to you have to jive with everything about them and you know that that can oftentimes still lead to you know very nice sexual experience yeah so no, I, I I don't think that it has anything to do with a want for for having a child or anything yeah. like that because I, I do know people who have who are trying for for children and are asexual. Yeah. But you know that it it is different for everyone. It's of course it's with yeah, everyone. That's you more. know, yeah, it's right. a Case by case. Yeah, I mean, basis. you can
1: you can not be asexual and also not want kids. Exactly. So it's you know it's, yeah. <laughs> there's that whole whole I feel like gambit. Kids of... Is
0: kind of a different thing. It's like, do you want to like yeah. raise a child? Is yeah. that something? Like, I don't want yeah. yeah. a family. I don't think that's something that has to do with. Sexual attraction. I think that's something that just deals with: do you want kids or not? Like, yeah. that's kind of a separate thing. Yeah, be.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I was more asking that because I, I, I could see that logical kind of step mm-hmm. that someone would think is, yeah. you know, asking that question of: okay, if they, if they don't want to have sex or don't feel sexually attracted to someone, does that also then mean? Oh, yeah. That the, the I guess the byproduct of sex yeah. they don't want as well, and that's not true. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and like that not for everybody at least. You it's know? good to bu- um, bust the myth. Yeah. yeah it's
2: exactly. exactly.
1: Mythbusters. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm
2: like sexy mythbusters. Yeah. But <laughs> less sexy <laughs> I and mean. like a sexy mythbusters.
1: A sexy mythbusters. <laughs> I wanna see that on like a title card. A <laughs> sexy <A-sexy> mythbusters. myth-busters. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I have mm-hmm.
0: one kind of little question about oh, bring it on. With the LGBT community, do you feel feel like you've been welcomed or just or kind of had some like bad experiences (laughs) because i feel like especially with people who are like my friends who are bisexual or pansexual there is sometimes a little bit of
2: pushback when you're not like one thing or the other
0: right when it's a little bit different
2: different. no yeah that that's actually a very good question well we're, we're children of the internet yeah to be honest a lot of where i found this information on asexuality and things like that was from the internet yeah. you know i found out because i am a little hermit that spends a lot of time online
1: i'm with you on that one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> too much uh, time yeah. that's I, my real relationship there <laughs> there you go <laughs>
2: <laughs> i i will say that there is a large majority of uh, the online lgbt community that are very hostile and very unwelcoming mm-hmm. of asexual people And it made me very nervous to enter LGBT spaces when I got older and when I was like, well, you know, I'm dating my girlfriend. And of course, you know, my certain people, certain members of my family don't see asexuality. They don't see any nuance. They don't understand it. They don't understand. And so, you know, the reaction. Your family's
1: not seeing your like... Sex
0: drive. Thank God, <laughs> I mean, yeah.
2: Like, like, like yeah. that's else you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: that's not something you normally, at least not with my family, family wants I don't talk to about see. at all.
2: You know. But it was it was very difficult because I actually there was I did come out as asexual. I think I came out as demisexual, asexual too to my family, mm-hmm. to my parents, and, and everything like that. I and and to my whole family. Well, not extended family, and you know, a, a beer or two later, I. I had to come out again as having a girlfriend. And that was so hard for certain members of my family to really reconcile. And it was was so difficult for them to to really Mm -hmm. understand because they were like, well, if you can just not have sex, can't you just choose to not be with this person? Can't you just choose Mm -hmm. to be godly? And can't you just choose to not sin? And it took a real strain. And so, you know... Ouch, that is... It it hurt. (laughs) It was...
1: It stopped. Wow. Uh.
2: And so... You know, when that happened, and when I was preparing to come out to my parents about my girlfriend, I really was seeking out LGBT spaces to be in and to find support in. And I was so nervous entering these spaces, because I'm like, I I know how people feel about asexual people online. Mm -hmm. They think that they're invading spaces. They think that they're There's just a lot of, there's a lot of hostility towards it. It's like the same thing towards bisexual people, pansexual people. Mm -hmm. Well, if you can choose to be straight passing, if you can choose to be with a man, then why are you within our space at all? Mm -hmm. And I don't understand that. And like I said, this is why I feel a lot of solidarity with bisexual and pansexual people.
1: Yeah, probably more so than the other letters
2: yeah, you know, and you know, so it's 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 been it's been its own thing. So I entered these LGBT spaces being very nervous and and just sort of always focusing on the fact I have a girlfriend, I have a girlfriend, mm-hmm. and not trying to go too far into what I was, uh, who what I identified as personally. Mm-hmm. And it was, the fear was completely unfounded because in person, m- most LGBT spaces, at least the ones that I've experienced, have been nothing but supportive and wonderful. Very, very, very sweet people. I remember I joined a, a LGBT support group for a little while for that kind of very difficult part of mm. uh, my life. Everyone was fantastic. Mm. And uh, they were just wonderful people. And I was, it was such a relief. It was like, oh idiots on the internet just stay on the internet thank god yeah i would say there is still a lot of hostility towards asexual people and so a lot of times it's been hard for me to sort of understand or or realize if i am a part of the lgbt community or not but i'm i'm not straight so i don't belong to this community but Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want me in their space so where do i fall in Mm the spectrum i would consider myself to be in that space. But you know, it's, it's hard because I don't feel as though I actually have the same kind of community that a lot of people do. And it was like a big thing where like every time that pride comes around, I'm like, should I go? You know, I I don't know if I should go or not. I'm getting better with it now. I have plans to actually go next year. Nice. You know, it's... It it always seems to fall on a time
1: when I can't go. And I'm just like, what the heck? Like, I want to go. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and I have friends who go all the time and, you know, friends who I want to support and all of that stuff. But Mm I... It always seems to be when I can't go. Yeah. I'm like, cool. (laughs) Awesome.
0: (laughs) That was a big question I wanted to know because I've been been hearing about that a lot. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure that... There are yeah. people who are still support like within that group that you can find still. Oh yeah, I feel like there's more education even the LGBTQ mm-hmm. society needs to learn even about within their community.
2: Yeah, so, you know, I yeah. my advice for anyone who's like trying to find those spaces, don't look for them online. Get out, really make connections with people yeah. in real life. It's um, so important for any kind of yeah. Thing. And and that kind of support that you can get from people, because on the whole, people are just really just very lovely. At least from what I've experienced. Yeah. Man, you have a very
1: optimistic. I,
2: I do. Why. I mean, I'm a
1: pessimist. So people I... <laughs> people can be real nasty, and that can
2: really come out online. Yeah. And I think you know, people online they're just parrots. Yeah, it's a lot of groupthink. It's it's yeah. people don't understand. Mm-hmm others when they say hateful things. but when So easy little... to hide behind a screen. Exactly. But yeah. when you're there in person with people who are there explicitly mm-hmm. to support their community, a lot of the times, I'm going to say a majority of the time, you will be welcome and you will be supported. And that's that's just a great feeling. So, you know, it can be very scary to break out of that. But I do think that that, that is important. And, and with asexuality in general, I know that this was kind of touched on a little bit earlier. It's just, it's so nice to be able to understand what you are, just so that you know how to navigate things further. Yeah. Yeah. Labels are nice when it takes off this idea of something's wrong with me. Yeah. If, the, if the alternative to the label is something's wrong, my body's broken, I need to be fixed. That's when you need to start doing research and that's when you need to start asking people around you and ask ask people about their experiences, ask people yeah. about what they've been through and things like that. And it's really, really going to help put your own, your, your own understanding of yourself into perspective.
1: That, that is also an, a nice thing about labels is to understand that if there's a label for it, it means that other people have experienced yeah. it. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, it's, w- which is really nice because it's, it means you're not alone mm. in, in the feelings that you're having. I, I remember talking to somebody and them saying that, they hated quotes. And I asked them, like, why do you, like, just quotes online and things. And, oh. and I asked, like, why do you hate quotes? And they're like, well, it's like, I don't get it. I don't get why people would read quotes, you know? And I was like, well, because if there's a quote about it, it means that someone else has gone, has gone through that mm-hmm. Related same to it. thing as you. And if you relate to that yeah. quote, you know, that person was putting it out into the world I am feeling this. And then you read that quote and you're like, I feel that too. Like, yeah. I'm, we're not alone in this. And I think that's what's really nice about labels. You don't obviously need a label. You don't need to label yourself. No. But mm-hmm. some people do really find comfort. Like I find comfort in being able to be, uh, you know, say like, oh, I'm I'm this and I can relate to these people. It, it makes me feel not quite as alone in this massive world of massive yeah. universe of things, <laughs> you know. So uh, it, it definitely makes me feel a lot better. Thank you so much, much for sitting yeah. down and Thank talking you, to guys. us about yeah. this. Yeah about something that I think a lot of people
2: don't know much either, about either don't know a
1: lot about or have really skewed like, uh, skewed misconceptions, misconceptions. about yeah. it yeah.
2: yeah well thank you for giving me the the platform to talk a little bit more about it because it is something that I do like to yeah. talk about. Yeah.
0: No, and we we want to explain. learn more about the
2: psyche and about different oh, ways that people are. I so. love that. Yeah. And thanks for the 5,000 glasses of
1: tea that I have yes. done Absolutely. while I've been here. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> that welcome. is the I main thing. I don't think anybody realizes <laughs> in our episodes just the sheer amount of tea we're drinking. Like, you know, we may yeah. mention it in the beginning of the episode <laughs> and we may reference it a couple of times, but keep in mind, I, like my entire second job while we're like interviewing like, is pouring people's tea. tea and it is, you know, we've gone through, I think two pots or three pots yeah. of this. So, but yeah, thank you so much for sitting down thank and you. talking to us. We would like to let you kind of yeah. re-say the things that you're doing and where yeah. people can find it in the future.
2: You can follow me on Instagram, which is a c lundy a c l u n d y. And I'll be posting more updates about my life. And hopefully I, you know, become a real human adult person soon. you are already a real human adult person. (laughs) uh, uh, My main goal once I get out of school is to really get more aggressive with... Experimentalist Good. films and things like that. But no, I'm really excited to see, to see your short yeah. film. Why? Thank you very much. <laughs> trailer will be posted soon up there, and hopefully I'll have a website soon. All those updates will be coming and what's up on Instagram. Uh, my short film. Mm-hmm. My short film is called Two Weeks in Loretto, and it is about the two weeks that Maya Darren spent in Loretto, Texas, being detained at the border before. And it was months before she would make her first film, and wow. it's in her style of filmmaking, and it's just mm-hmm. about um, artists finding their own identity. So I love before that. Yeah. Artists. That's so great. <laughs> if you interpret it that way, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the beauty of film, especially experimental film. Is mm-hmm. there's so much, you know, Persone. it's not just beating you over the head with the meaning that it is. That's you, true. you can, you can you interpret know, different things. Yeah. Exactly. exactly.
0: Yeah, I'm camera, and you can find and hear more about what I'm doing at Camouflage uh, at Instagram. That which is C A M A R A F L A G E. Yes. Yeah.
1: And my name is Zach, and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at epsec.com. You can also follow Mentality at mentalitytalk. On Instagram yes. or at <laughs> Gmail to send. Yeah, us if you email. have any
0: questions about today's episode or any of the episodes that we've had, please email us. And if you have topic ideas as well, yeah, we would love to hear from you.
1: Absolutely. And then one last time, the three pots of the tea that we had <laughs> um, was forest tea, and it's from Teaspectral.com. I I can't compliment this this tea company enough. It's they are amazing. amazing tea. A plus. Wonderful. So I highly recommend it. They have other ones and the ones that we've had on the show. So I highly recommend you going out there and trying it out. The offer code is MENTAL to get you 10% off on your purchase. Get
0: your 10% off yeah. that Yeah.
1: <laughs> and thank you again, Adrian. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, guys. It. And maybe we can all go to that strip club together. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's something laughs> next fun.
2: podcast from a strip club. Let's do it.